In the following live session recording, Scott Patrick, pastor to children at First Baptist Church, Douglasville, Georgia, talks about from basic to blown away, different types of kids worship. Learn tips and strategies on how to lead kids worship no matter the size of the church, budget, or number of volunteers you may have. Let's join Scott now. Uh, and coming off of supper, uh, if I see you uh, 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 dozing, we'll, we'll do some uh, worship jumping jacks. <laughs> so, we'll so, good to see you here. Thank you so That's much good. for coming. Uh, I'm Scott Patrick. I'm a children's pastor at First Baptist Church of Douglasville, Georgia, out towards Six Flags uh, that way. So I'm excited to be here. And um, I have been involved in children's worship, music, pretty much all my life. My mom and dad is a minister of music and piano. My mom's a pianist as minister of music. So I've just grown up with it. And uh, uh, the Lord has... Uh, allowed me to be incorporated in with kids along the way in some form or fashion, whether it's uh, we were talking about camps or actual children's worship on Sunday mornings or children's choirs, you know, uh, a youth choir. So, um, but uh, we're, I'm excited to be here to help, help uh, get, get, uh, get you to be thinking about kids worship, what you do in your church and everybody is totally different. I mean, every, because every church is unique. So today, what I hope that we come off, come away with is one or two things that you can take with you um, that you can try to think about and implement into your ministry. And uh, we all learn from each other because I'm going to learn from you. So uh, along the way this evening, if you have uh, the Holy Spirit put something in your head, like, oh yeah, we do this, or I tried this, let us know, right? You know, uh, share that with us. And uh, if you start chasing rabbits, I'll I'll divert you. So, but no, uh, but please interject and talk because that's how we all learn. So I appreciate you coming. So uh, we just kind of put on the wall here just some uh, things about uh, or let's see what is worship. So uh, someone tell me some things. What worship is? How would you? What is worship? What would you say worship is? Praising God with music. Okay, exactly. What else? Um, I, I look at it like that's our time. I, during all the service, we get preached to. Mm-hmm. We get so much stuff. That's, yeah. We're receiving. That's our time to give back. Mm-hmm. Us singing to God. That's the time okay. we have to give back to Him. Yeah. What else? What is worship? What would you say? I think it's also, too, just a lifestyle. Because not only do we do it corporately together on Sunday morning but once we leave you know we we continue to worship the Lord in everything that we do uh, singing that song in our hearts uh, you know and praying and things like that what about with kids how what do you see I'm sorry you go there no okay what do you see yeah what do you think uh, with kids how do is is worship the same for kids what is it is it the same for kids and adults? It should be. Yeah, it should be, yeah. There's no difference, right? Um, kids can begin learning what it means to worship, uh, what it, uh, how to do that. And I think we as adults, uh, as Christians and leaders uh, in our churches, that's our role is to help them learn and grow and to bring them to a place of worship. 
uh, you know, so that they can recognize what true worship is. And so, um, so worship uh, is important in the life of a Christian. What are some of your favorite worship songs for kids? Who wrote some things? for some things up here y'all wrote? Our kids love God's Not Dead. Every time it comes on, it's only. Okay, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. My kids, they always say, can we please yes. do that today? Yeah. Well, we've done it for the past five Sundays. So right. we'll wait and see. <laughs> you know, okay. But they, they, that's a song they, that they like. What else? What's some songs? Our kids love Reckless Love. They oh, love yeah. that song. They love to do the motions. They go yeah. home and sing it. They go to school and sing it. They just mm-hmm. love it. Right. What else? What's another song that that you see your kids love to sing? I might be a little out of touch. What are you out? <laughs> no, what you got? But I remember. Yeah. Mighty to save. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. They love that song. Yeah. Our, That's good. Especially when I was active. Yeah. Children's worship. One that um, our kids really like, and there's two versions of it. There's a comic book version, <laughs> and then there's um, an animated version for younger kids. Okay. And um, it's called Super Wonderful by Yancey. Okay. And like the bigger kids, they think the comic, the animated version is a little like, you know, animated cartoons flying around. Right. They think that's too kiddie for them. But they're all singing the same songs in several <laughs> classes. And we, we put motions to them because it says like, God is super um, strong, uh-huh. um, super wonderful, and we do that, you know, and yeah. then they all get the same hand motion, so if they come together, you don't have to play the video, show the video, mm-hmm. you just play the song, and they're all doing the same thing, mm-hmm. all ages. Yeah, that is a really great. good one, yeah. and it gets them, like, really, you know, into it. That's good. Mm-hmm. What's another one? Something <laughs> that your kids are singing, or that you hear them singing? Uh, um, what? One that we're doing, have been doing, is Good, Good Father. They love to sing yes. that song. I mean, it's such good lyrics. Would you say? Mine, I'm from the old school. Yeah, that's fine. Because <laughs> yeah. we, I do a lot with the playing the guitar. And yeah. They do the so we do the in, right out, right up, right down, right. Okay. Right. Yeah. And the King of the Jungle song. Okay. Yeah. They love that. Yeah. They love. They still love that when yeah. they get older. Yep. They do. They do. We've got this silly uh, song. There's no theology in it. None whatsoever. But it's called Roundup. And it's just it's just a silly song, and we do use that song like if we're having like a uh, promotional, like bring a friend, round up a friend, or something like that, and we sing that, and it's a silly song, but they love that. My fifth graders, we we just promoted up to sixth grade. Um, they said, "Can we do round up just one more time before we leave?" And I went, "Okay, all right," but it's just silly songs, you know, but. All of us have different songs that, that uh, our kids do and, uh, that uh, they like to sing. and So that's fun to have them request those kind of songs. All right, so what do you do in children's worship? How many of you are actually leading children's worship in your church? Like you lead the worship uh, in, in your church area, whether it's on Wednesday night, a, a worship Wednesday night, um, Sunday night. Are you all leading a worship time? I'm, I'm starting. Okay, you're starting. Good. Sorry. All right. Good deal. All right. I the children's choir, like the Christmas yeah. and Easter special. Yeah. Year, but we're trying to start into the worship. So. Okay. Yeah. That's good. So, uh, so what does that look like? Some of you put learning, teaching, the music, right? Uh, and then uh, got PowerPoint, object lessons. Anything else? Who would like to add to that? That's some things y'all wrote. Uh, 
are some things that what are some things that can incorporate with children's worship that you can do besides the songs? What are some things that that you can incorporate into that? I know I've been wanting to do like a Bible study that will go along with mm -hmm. a worship song. Okay, good. Like for Wednesday nights. Yeah. Actively searching for that kind One of stuff. One of the things that we're trying to do is because we do, uh, we have children's choir on Wednesday night and then we have Bible drill. We're trying to um, take the verses that we're doing Bible drill and the choir is learning them too. And they're trying to find some songs, some things to incorporate yeah. into that. And they're, they're starting off their worship time before they teach new music and thinking about that verse and uh, incorporating that's worship, you know, so right in there. So that's good. Well, uh, there's all different kinds of styles of worship. And so tonight what we're going to look at, and you can follow along with your sheet, uh, we're going to look at first what type of worship styles that may be in your church, okay, that you may see your church. Um, let's think about does... Um, does your church do a separate children's worship like on Sunday? Does anybody, does y'all do that? Okay. So, um, how many does like a children's worship on Wednesday? Like that may be a big time or something. We, big group time. Yeah. All right. We kind of rotate on Wednesdays. Like okay. we rotate through music and then we have a lesson. Like, almost like a vacation Bible school rotation. Okay. So I just do that yeah. as a part. That's good. So they have other people to do that. Right. Good deal. Um, I know you talked about camps. You do kids camp, and so uh, you do the worship in that. So let's think about uh, Jeff Land, uh, who used to be with Lifeway. Now he's with uh, Sugar Creek Baptist Church in Houston, Texas. He wrote an article uh, talking about uh, three types of children's worship, and the first type is here. They all started with B. One is called basic. Just a basic uh, worship where. It, it really entails where you rotate leaders uh, weekly or monthly into a, a children's worship time, or volunteers can read over a session that you give them, like a handout, and they present a study material, and or volunteers remind, remain uh, rely mainly on uh, videos to help lead their worship, whether they're using video, uh, music videos uh, to lead the worship. They're using um, uh, DVDs of where the scriptures being taught by somebody. So that's a basic. Then, uh, then, then we've got uh, at the. We'll skip over the second one right now. But uh, the the last one is right. The last B is blown away, which it includes live music a live drama, a live storyteller, and then uh, videos that are used uh, to use for like countdowns, bumpers, and graphics, okay? So those, uh, anybody, y'all see your churches using anything like that in, in your children's worship where it's like the blown away? I'd like for us to get there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, I know we can do it. Because I do that, I do that at camp, at camp a lot, but I don't know what to get there. Right. And we don't use, we don't use like a live drama, we do a talent show, and I do puppets. I puppets singing. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because they need something different sometimes, and then sometimes I'll use 
you guys are to you Right. And sometimes we just play a song and it'll put some of these out there. How many how many has like a puppet ministry in your church? Anybody use corporate? We started ours back. We put ours away for Mm -hmm. a period of time and realized that that was not the right thing that this new little generation thinks puppets are cool again. Yeah. (laughs) I know. That's true. All right. So, um, how about skits? Does anybody work on skits like in your children's ministry, uh, your choirs? Does anybody work on that? Anybody do skits, plays? When you do your musicals or anything like that? Yeah. Okay. So you've got those. All right. So, uh, so those are those are uh, things that you know when you talk about blown away. you know, you may get to that point that uh, where you use more live things than you do um, uh, more of the so-called DVD <coughs> or the, um, uh, uh, the DVD stuff and the uh, remain for blah upon on somebody else teaching it on uh, and leading music on the on the uh, DVD. So anyway, so we've got basic, we got blown away. And then we've got uh, here the next one where we use a video for teaching drama. You may use a live host or you may use a, a pastor. Uh, then you've got leaders who will do the teaching. And then you may have children in the main corporate. How many of you have, um, you have children in the main corporate? They stay for worship songs, but then they dismiss. Okay, so y'all do that? Okay, so they stay for... They'll stay and do a children's program, and then they go to children's church. Okay, and then uh, how do y'all do that? Or stay in the main sanctuary for worship, Mm -hmm. and then they go to children's church. Okay. And that's more of a blended. That's what we would call blended. So we got basic, blended, and then blown away. And so all of us have different ways that we incorporate children into worship. And what works best uh, for your churches is what is different than anybody else. So I always say do what's best for your church and for the leaders that you have. But as we prepare for children's worship, there's some things that we need to do. So we're going to talk about six uh, tips on leading children's worship. Now I got the uh, GameCube here. This is my fun game. I love the GameCube. Does anybody have the GameCube? Okay, so this kind of, you can buy this. I think you can get it on online with Lifeway.com because you can't go to the store anymore. But uh, you can get it. You can go to Augusta until November. Oh, you can? I'm going to drive from Douglasville to Augusta. I can go to Beaver. I can go to Beaufort. It's still open. Oh, see, I was spoiled. There was I was two minutes from the store. But anyway, so the GameCube. This is awesome. This you can use this for. All, a lot of different things in your children's choirs, in your children's worship, small groups, whatever. Uh, they got these little pockets. I mean, you can put all kinds of things in. But we're gonna on in this game. We're gonna toss it the number of times to each other, whichever number that we're on. Okay. So I'm gonna start off with one. I'm gonna toss it, and if it land, if you if I throw it to you, you're gonna pull out number one and tell us what's on back. Okay. And it'll be one of our tips. So let's see. All right, there you go. Okay. Number one. 
<laughs> I want to play that song. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> okay. All right, what is that? Make a plan. Oh, this is perfect for me. Make a plan because this is how I don't know how to plan. You know how to plan. All right. So on back of your sheet, you can start writing down some of the things that we go over here. But the, uh, one of the first tips that we need in planning children's worship is we need to make a plan. Now, everybody's plan is different, all right? So we need to think about some things uh, that we need to talk about. The first thing you want to talk about is enlisting people to help you. Yes. All right. Find, look around your church and see who might be available. Now, we know pretty much in our churches, they say that 20% is doing everything, you know. Kind of look outside of that if that's possible. Uh, but you do want to find people who do love children, all right, because uh, children are a different uh, group, and you've got to find somebody that can have patience with children. If they don't like children, if they like to spit them up and chew them and throw them out, you know, that's not the person you want. But you need to find people who love children. Um, so think about that in your church. And this is a good time of the year when we're all starting back up to kind of look over that to see uh, who you might could use to help you in your children's music area or children's worship area. And you can pull from some things that maybe go back maybe to your vacation Bible school directors and say, who worked in this area? And get some ideas. Because it may be somebody you never thought of. Because we get so cliquish in our church and we know in our circles who would do what. But there may be somebody outside of your circle that would like to work with kids. But uh, enlist, uh, enlist uh, people that like children. Um, even in people who like to speak. Uh, like if you're if you're planning children's worship, and you know somebody to deliver a lesson or a message, you need to find some people who like to speak in front of people, and that's that kind of narrows down a lot of people that they don't they're uncomfortable in uh, speaking in front of people. Um, somebody that likes to just to teach hand motions, and some of these could be your students, your yes. youth. I mean, students utilize them as much as you can because we're. We're growing and equipping and discipling youth to be our leaders. Uh, future, I mean, they're already leaders, but you know, in adult roles, we, we're going to use them a lot, uh, get them ready for that. So look for them, and they can teach hand motions uh, to kids, and that's very useful to think about. Uh, somebody who likes to maybe, when you get to the point where you need a skit or a drama, uh, look at people who like to do that. I'm always surprised at my church uh, who likes to do acting type stuff. And uh, my music uh, director uh, would would do different things like around Christmas time, and uh, and I would see this person acting or speaking. I'm like, I never knew that they could do that. And you know, so it's it, you're you're just amazed at what people will do. So, um, so look for people who like to do that. Uh, you, you're going to need tech people, sound people, uh, somebody to run the CD player or the DVD player. And that person, do they really have to sing? Do they have to have a good voice? Not really. Do they have to know, can they read music? Not really. I just need them to know how to hit play and how to load a CD or how to scroll onto um, a PowerPoint and how to put something in Pro Presenter and do all that for me, I'm good. And uh, those people, uh, those are your tech people. Uh, a lot of times our youth are techie, 
type people. You can look and see people in your church who likes to work with computers and things like that. I mean, they're the lifesaver. I mean, in our worship services, where does the pressure point usually happen? <laughs> I call the soundboard is the pressure point, right? Because if something goes wrong, what does everybody do? Everybody turns their head and looks back at the soundboard. But uh, those type of people, we need those type of people to help us do children's worship because we rely upon them. And uh, so those are the type of leaders that you're wanting to find. And and that's a great way to serve. A lot of people, that's such a behind the scenes type thing uh, that you know a lot of people may not uh, want to do that, but it's so important because they make your service flow or they make uh, your children's choir, your time together flow. So uh, think about those people as you enlist. When you're making a plan, you wanna select uh, your passages of study, your curriculum, know what you're going to do a few weeks or a few months ahead of time. Even if you're doing children's choir practice and uh, you want to incorporate uh, within your learning time a time of worship, know what you're going to teach a few weeks ahead of time. What goes along with this song? Uh, what part of this song speaks about scripture? What part of the song uh, uh, talks about uh, some doctrine. I mean, introduce that to your kids and uh, what part of theology does this really talk about? So, you know, think ahead of time over the, you know, a few weeks ahead, how can you teach this to your children? How can you help them learn the main meaning of that song? I loved it when uh, back, uh, you now I'm dating myself, but uh, I, I know the importance of hymns, and there used uh, to be a curriculum that really talked about hymns. This is late 90s, and when we would do children's choir practice, we would teach the hymn, but we would give the meaning behind the song, and that just makes that song so much powerful. You know, any song that we're singing, if we can get the behind the scenes stories, of what was the writer's intent? What was, where, what place was he writing this from? You know, it just really helps. So teaching those, having those ready, and that's going to take preparation on your part uh, to get that accomplished and everything. So think about that. Uh, the next thing is to remember: it's okay to repeat songs or to have repetition in uh, different services. What did we just talk about? Our kids like different songs, I mean, the same song to sing it all the time. That's okay, I think there's a time and a place to keep singing that song each week, but they're kind of, you know, you can say, let's skip it and do it another week, you know, but uh, be aware of overuse of that song. Um, but kids, the more you sing that song, the more they learn it, and then they're able to express uh, themselves uh, even more. And a lot of times what we do, uh, our children's choir leaders, you know, they, they uh, will do a, they, uh, do a Christmas uh, songs that they'll do with the adult choir, and then they, in the spring, they do a musical and they learn songs from that. I take those songs that they're learning and incorporate those into our worship service because they're learning it in children in choir practice, but then we sing it again, and, and it helps them learn, 
but they're singing it in a worship style setting where they are not just learning it for performance but they're really using it to you know worship the Lord so use those songs that you're learning in choir practice <coughs> and things like that to help them uh, sing it again in worship uh, we talked about recruiting up uh, youth uh, remember that use youth for that uh, design a worship service that reflects your own church's corporate worship now this is one of my big pet peeves this is just Mr. Scott's thing that he uses as a guide but when I'm, uh, I know there's a whole gamut of pros and cons of doing children's worship and not doing children's worship and that's not what this conference is about but I'm an advocate of both Okay, I think uh, I'm for kids worshiping in the main corporate worship because I think it's important for kids to see their parents worshiping together. I think they need to see all the elements of worship. I think they need to get a full broad range of that. Even though they may not understand or they cannot partake or get a grasp of everything, they can sense it, they can see it. And that helps them grow them and God uses that to lead him to him as they get older. Uh, so I'm a I'm a advocate of that. I think they, you know, in this day and time, not many times do the kids get to see their parents singing. A lot of times they don't get to see them praying. At, you know, but at church they'll get to see those uh, actions. Uh, they may not see mom and dad open up the Bible only at church, you know. So. But those things are important. Uh, but then on the other side, I understand too, there's uh, children's worship, there's a way to teach kids in their own way the same, the, the godly principles that they need to learn on their level. And so what we do at our church, uh, we do three weeks of children's worship, and then the fourth Sunday is family worship. So the kids go into... Uh, the corporate worship and that's usually when our children's choir will sing if they have learned a special um, or something that's when they sing as well but that's also the week that that we do Lord's Supper so we do uh, the Lord's Supper every fourth Sunday of the month so kids get to see that now whether uh, our pastor does a really good job by explaining now if they if they have not made a salvation decision they haven't been baptized Parents, this is a teaching tool for you to show your uh, teacher uh, children what Lord's Supper is about. They can't participate in it, but they can. you can share with them what it means. And he goes over what Lord's Supper means. But they get to see it. All right? And they get to, uh, if they've already made a, a salvation decision, following the Lord and been baptized, they can uh, partake of the Lord's Supper. So I think that's important for them to, to see. So anyway, so... With all that, I think that when you design a worship service for children, it needs to reflect what the adults are doing, or what they're doing every Sunday. So I get the playlist or the song list that the uh, minister of worship is going to do on Sunday, and I try to incorporate those songs into our children's worship. If If I've got it to where... It's a kid's version that I can use, and if, if it's in a uh, style that I want to use, uh, I will use it. And so, 
but I, all the different elements of kids worship is going to be what they do in adult worship too like we will also do time of prayer at the very beginning we uh, we will do the offering uh, we will do if we have any special uh, videos that we're showing in main worship on a missionary we'll show that in our children's worship as well because we want the dynamics to be that when kids go home the, the parents and the kids can talk about really the same things that with that they've experienced um, we've also gone to the message within children's worship reflects the message going with the adult worship or a corp main corporate worship so um, we take that and we use it in children's worship but then explain it to the kids um, on their level so uh, kids worship is not to be uh, a time of play it's not babysitting time and if you ever get to that point and you ever feel like that's what you're there for it's a time of play and a time of babysitting I think you need to scrap it and I think you need everybody worshiping corporate worship but you design a worship that's for the kids and you incorporate those things just like you do with the adult worship I had a parent come to me one time and uh, and she said uh, I, well, I had asked her I said why is someone so why is your child not coming uh, to children's worship anymore and she says well they they said you didn't do enough recreation for them and I went recreation what are you talking about they said well they wanted to do basketball and do some things like that you know and I'm like well do we do basketball in the main worship service no we don't do that in there I said well we're not going to do it in children's worship I mean we do that on Wednesday nights when we are doing fun and games but we're not going to do that on Sunday morning so you have to be careful with what you're trying to say to kids when you design that children's worship all right and the next thing is with anything uh, when you're making a plan you got to be flexible because nothing is really certain all the time right uh, how many of you already get volunteers up for Sunday morning or Wednesday night? You're in charge of volunteers. Anybody in charge of volunteers? All right. So you never know when somebody's going to be sick or somebody can't be there. And so you always have to have a backup plan, have somebody extra. And so you've got to, do, you've got to have people ready. Uh, you've also got to learn to uh, also know what the needs of your kids are. Uh, what do your kids like to listen to? What uh, style of music do they like to listen to? Uh, Jay, it's Jay, right? You talked about at that camp that you lead the music for. You got kids from all coming from all different areas. They got different genres of they. Yeah, different and, cultures. Yeah, everything. so you so got I have to have everything from country all the way to rap. Yeah, and it's you know I have to be very open-minded and I have to mm-hmm. you know explain you know and it it was um. In the beginning, it was a little hard because our um, leadership—they're in their seventies, our yeah. directors. Yeah. You know, and I finally had to tell them it's the message stays the same. We're changing the method to let them understand that they don't have to go out into the world and listen to secular music. They have the same mm-hmm. beat with Christian songs. Yeah. You know, it's about yeah. you know, and they finally got. So on you it. gotta you gotta know you know what your kids like, and you know not all the time that you have to go that way, but it helps to make a bridge to them so they can that they can uh, pay attention and they'll, and they'll want to engage. So you've got to be attentive 
to uh, to those kids and know what they like. And so and just always have a backup plan. Am I, if you, you know, even if as much technology that we're using this, this day and time, you always have to have a backup plan. If, it, if you did not get to use the DVD, if you did not get to use the PowerPoint, could your worship time go on? Could your practice time go on? I have you an know? example of that yeah. I'd like to share. Um, at camp, one year was a bad storm. Yeah. So we had to cross like this um, kind of bridge, but it's really just like a pond with a dirt road. Okay. And so it was pouring down rain. We couldn't go to the chapel to worship. Oh, no. So we had to stay in the um, cafeteria. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm one of those people. I don't trust anything. Yeah. So I had a Bluetooth, uh, and I uh, had yeah. Spotify, and I had all my kids. I have a church playlist for the kids and I, I was like we're going to have worship we'll stay in the cafeteria yeah. I'll run it off the bluetooth and that's how mm -hmm. we did it you have to be like you said flexible you have yeah, to have flexible. a backup plan that's right all right good deal all right so that's number one who's let's pass it we're on number two so we got to pass it twice so be ready for the cube to come to right. you ready? pass it twice ready? all right one y'all can't wait me next one is yeah pass it one more time yeah pass, pass it one more time Two. All right. All right. So pull it out, Miss Dana. Let's see what number two is. Understand kids' culture. All right. So we got already kind of talking about that. We got to understand the culture of the kids. If you want to know what kind of music kids are listening to, the easiest thing to do and a good way to check that out is to go under uh, Nickelodeon.com and uh, go under the. Uh, 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 Teen Choice Awards, Kids Choice Awards, and they list out the, all the different movies, the top movies they're watching, all the music they're listening to, the videos that they're watching. That really gives you an insight on where the kids' culture is at. Uh, if you haven't watched the Disney Channel lately, you might want to flip over to the Disney Channel. If you haven't, uh, haven't seen Nickelodeon in a while, flip over to it, watch it. Uh, Cartoon Network, those type of things. That lets you know, I mean, 10 minutes of each of those, you pretty much got a good idea of what things are, are looking like in uh, the kids' world. And then just ask them. Uh, ask them what, what are they listening to? Uh, what are they watching? What movies are they going to? Uh, that will tell you a lot about the kids' culture. But uh, you've got to engage, to engage those kids you're uh, you're gonna have to know what kind of what they're listening to, so that you can kind of find music like we were talking about that may sound have that same type of beat and things like that that could go along. So selecting music, selecting song, and selecting messages uh, to help uh, meet that counterculture there is, is going to be a, a chore. So we need to we need to understand that. Uh, we also need to understand the age of the child. When you're planning children's worship, this is a, a good resource right here. It comes from Lifeway, and it's got uh, the levels of learning for children, and they take uh, the, uh, the different age groups. Uh, that's got preschool in there, they've got middle preschool, and then they've got uh, older preschool. Then they start with the grade school, younger kids, middle kids, older kids. And what's that called? And they, it's called the uh, Growing in God's Word. It's just a little brochure that you can get from them. 
and it takes all the different areas. Um, it talks about what does uh, what does an older uh, or like a younger child what do they know about God? What can they know? And like here, like first and second graders, they can know God is perfect. God is a creator. And then it talks about uh, the Holy Spirit. What can they know about the Holy Spirit? And here, the uh, first grader and second grader, the Holy Spirit is a special helper. So this gives you the dynamics of all the different areas, even like the Bible. What can they know in Jesus? Uh, what do they know about the church, the family, uh, their community? So this is a good resource to read through and just kind of know your kids, what they can understand. Because if you're singing songs or if you're doing messages that are totally over their head and they can't get it, then you're kind of defeating the purpose. You want to, not that they can understand everything, but you can teach it in a way that they can uh, that you can try, uh, that they can't understand. So um, just know that, uh, that right there. Teach kids the meanings of songs like we talked about earlier. Uh, let them know what these verses mean. Uh, where did they, uh, what did the writer intend them to be? Uh, we always, <clears throat> no matter what, we want to teach biblical truth. You always want to teach biblical truth to these kids. Um, we use fun and silly songs. I think, what was, somebody had a fun and silly song a while ago. We were naming songs. What was it? Uh, Connie, was it you that had a fun, silly song y'all like to do? Okay. Well, we did the King of the Gentlemen. Yeah, okay. We, yeah. we would do for the Spirit, you know. Yeah. The Spirit's not coconut. We go, yeah. you know, we do a little hand motion, and they love that yeah. song. Even the so older kids. So all those type of songs, they're fun. It gets kids uh, uh get some going, so to speak. But then, like you, uh, like I think we were talking about earlier, you get them to the point to where they can uh, do a song that uh, is more intimate and more worshipful uh, to them. So, um, so all those songs are good. Uh, silly songs have their place, but then there's times where you can do more meaningful songs with them so they can learn how to worship. Um, the arm and hand motions are always good with kids. It helps them retain the words. It helps them learn. Um, but the one thing that I learned about hand motions is that some kids, all kids don't like them. And what age group do you think that normally starts happening with? Depends on your kids, too. Do what? I said it depends on your kids, too. Yeah, it depends I'm on your kids. I'm going to say... Fifth grade. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fourth and fifth grade. Especially with boys, right? Oh. Yeah. Your fourth, your, yes. your fifth grade um, uh, boys, they you may start seeing them not uh, do the worship. Mm -hmm. How many have sixth grade in their children's ministries? Do they usually go up at sixth grade? All right. So I had a fifth grade girl who always was coming to children's worship, and all of a sudden just stopped coming. And I was just very perplexed about it. I'm like, why is she not coming? And I would see her and I would say, oh, we're missing your children's worship. And she's like, oh, I just want to go sit with my mom. And we give our children the option. We, you know, if the parent wants to come and get the child, they can take them to worship. We don't, I don't, I don't get my feelings hurt or anything like that. But I just know this one particular girl always came. So I finally asked the mom, I said, is something going on? Why 
it, did she stop coming? She says, well, she got tired of doing hand motions. And I went, what? What do you mean? She says, with the song. Because I went, oh, really? I, and she says, yeah, she just, she just doesn't like to do them. And I said, well, that's okay. And not that we did, not that every song that we did had hand motions, but most of them did. But I got to thinking about that, and I went, you know, we really don't do the hand motions in our worship service in corporate worship with the adults and everything. I said, okay, so I kind of changed up my worship uh, service style. I began doing some songs with the hand motions, but more or less, I'm not doing a lot of them now with hand motions. And what I've noticed is that I've kind of given it back to the kids to let them decide if they want to do it or not, or let them worship their own way. And so some of them may want to do some type of hand motions, some of them may not. What I'm finding now is, I mean, we don't even practice. Like Good Good Father, I've never sat down and showed them hand motions of that song. But you'll see some kids just do it on their own. They do that. And then just some just standing there, maybe closing their eyes or just lifting their eyes up. And I'm like, okay. They're doing freestyle, you know, they're really worshiping their own way. And so that taught me that, okay, the hand motions aren't always, you gotta do it. So uh, even though I think hand motions are good, I think it helps uh, kids learn and retain the words, but be free not to do it, you know, and just let them worship the way they want to. All right, and then sometimes in children's worship, um, it's good just to be still. And I know with kids, that may be hard. I think you may have to really find that time, but it's good just to be still and quiet, uh, whether it's in a prayerful time. Uh, we did one time a in our children's worship, I said, we're going to pray, and we're going to pray to God, and we're just going to call out what He is to us. What is God to you? And I'm going to start, and then I just want to hear you say what he is and we just uh, I named some few things I said helper uh, healer and then kids started just saying different things and there you know there was a there was some moments of quietness and then somebody would say something else that was probably the most sweetest moment in my worship uh, ministry that I that I've had and we've done it a few other times and it's just a sweet time. You know, maybe in your choir practice or your time on Wednesday night with the kids, maybe have a time where the kids are just, they're still, and, and you say, what is God to you? How has he helped you today? And that's something you're going to have to help them voice to think about and to put into words because of that, whatever age they are, they need to know what God can be, you know, what is he to them. So... All right, so that's number two. All right, number three. We gotta pass it three times. Okay. And we gotta count it. All right, everybody, count real loud. Here we go. Row it once. One. Oh. All right, two. And one more. Three. All right. What's number three say? Practice. All right, practice. Yes. So. 
if you're a musician, you know that you've got to practice. If you're a, a, a voice, vocal, you know you got to practice the song, right? Well, in children's worship, no matter how you're leading it, where you're leading it, you've got to practice. You've got to know coming in what you're doing. Because my thing is, if you don't have a plan, who has a plan? They do. They the kids, do. right. They have a plan. And that plan, usually, usually it's not always very well thought out. And it's not very usually very good. They're going to get in trouble. So uh, you need to have a plan. Um, uh, no matter when you're doing your children's worship, what that looks like for your church, uh, write out a program, write out a, an, an outline of what you're going to do, just like you would the Sunday morning service. So, you know, you're going to start off with prayer, start off with a special. You know, you need to know that's going to help you as you begin uh, planning for your worship. It's going to help your tech person if you've got somebody running tech, uh, whether it's just a TV and a DVD player, they're going to know when they're supposed to do those things so create an order of worship and uh, my, my biggest thing is get your tech together before Sunday mm. all right get it together before Sunday or Wednesday when you uh, maybe do your children's worship or children's together time if you don't you're gonna rush in try to find and try to get things to work in and just like me it will not work I mean something will not load Something will not, the DVD will skip. Something's not going to work. The mic needs new batteries or whatever. So uh, uh, whoever helps you with that, your volunteers, look, uh, get them to look at that before the time that you meet. Um, any, if you wait to download something, like anything you want to show, when is it going to fail? How are we going to use it? Yeah, I mean, at my church, oh my goodness, if I need it, if I, if it's a Sunday and I definitely have got to download something, I have to do it before 8 o'clock in the morning because before that, everybody comes on campus and the whole internet thing gets sucked up. I am not going to be on it. I won't ever be, be able to get on it, okay? So make sure if, you, uh, if you've got to download things, do it before church day or church night or whatever because that's when the internet will go down is when you need it the most so just remember that um, load all your music all your slides all your videos that you're going to use have those ready to go um, the next thing is check to make sure that all the uh, technology is working like I said the microphones if you're using that um, your projector uh, if you know if just so happens your projector bulb has 5,000 hours of lighting in it. Well, that somewhere along the line, that Sunday morning is going to be the 5,000th hour, and it's going to go out. What do you do then? You know, so uh, just make sure those type of things are in line. And and this may be more the blown away uh, kids ministry uh, children's worship, but if you're using lighting, special lighting, you know, make sure that lighting is working and that there's uh, um, things ready for that. You know when you want the house lot to come down. You know when you want it to come up. And then uh, one thing is rehearse with the praise team. Now one thing that I do uh, with I, I don't like to be on the stage by myself singing in front of kids. Alright. I like to have kids on the stage with me just because I think the kids uh, if they see other kids singing it helps them engage. Um, 
So what we do, I kind of have a new new praise team every year. And I let my third, fourth, and fifth graders be a part of that praise team. And the way you get to be on the praise team is if you, uh, we start in February, that's the beginning of the quote new year for me because I use it as a point for vacation Bible school praise team. So if you want to be on the vacation Bible school praise team during BBS, uh, you come to practice on Wednesday night before children's choir and we start learning the uh, BBS songs and then as we get closer to BBS they'll end up being the ones on stage at BBS but in between that time each each practice time I'm putting in another song that's not BBS related that they're going to help lead at children's worship on Sunday morning so I use those kids to help lead worship on Sunday morning with me and so now, um, so they, they're coming up every Sunday and helping lead worship. And uh, they'll stay, we just promoted the fifth graders up, and now it'll be the third and fourth graders that will be on stage. But that new group of uh, third graders who are coming up, who, ha who went part of that, they'll get an opportunity in February to be part of that praise team. So that praise team is learning and they get to come up and help lead that worship. That's training leaders. That's training those kids to lead worship. So if you've got an opportunity to do that, let those kids help you and practice with them. Uh, and we just practice like 30 minutes uh, before children's worship on Wednesday nights, or children's uh, choir on Wednesday nights, but they really help in leading that worship time. Uh, if you're doing... Uh, if you, for children's worship, if you're doing a Bible story, uh, any kind of Bible message, uh, if you've got props, if you're doing object lessons, make sure that object lesson or that prop is available. Um, so I had a, one time I was going to use some balloons for an object lesson, and then I had them set out, and then I think it was the youth department that came and got uh, raided my resource room, and they were gone. So. I didn't check, and I didn't. I, so I didn't have any balloons for that uh, for that uh, service or anything. So, anyways, you got to make sure if you're going to use a prop, make sure those things are there. All right. Make sure you practice too. Do what now? Make sure you practice some of that. Yeah, too. exactly. Yeah. A practice. If you're going to prop, use props. Yeah, practice with that. All right. We're on number four, right? All right. Let's pass it four times. Count them out. Here we go. One. Two, three, all right, oh. and then, oh, Santa can throw it now. All right, throw it one more time, be four. Ah. Oh, all right, here we go, sneak attack there. All right, number four is uh, smooth transitions. All right, smooth transitions. So in your worship lineup, you do want to have smooth transition going from one thing to another. So you need to, uh, when you're planning a children's worship event, it's always good to start out with some of those silly songs, those fast songs, to get the kids uh, engaged, to get them excited, to raise their energy level. But you need to have a transition into slower songs where they will become more receptive to listen and to be able to worship. So. 
uh, transitions is something that, that, that we have to work on. We also have to work on the volume of the music, you know, uh, volume that you're, that you're playing. It may be higher and louder at the very beginning, but as you transition, you need to lower it. So whoever your volunteer is for that, running your sound, they need to practice that with you. They need to know your intent. Um, one of the things that when we, in our children's worship, when we get to offering, um, it's more of a um, time where it's not as loud of music or anything. And then you've got to, and then that, even uh, the person within in children's worship, he has to know when to cut it off because we don't want it to keep playing three more verses and three more courses if we're all done because if the kids are done taking up the offering and there's nothing going on, you'll lose them. So you have to be very attentive to that. So uh, knowing that transition, any transitions uh, work uh, very well. Uh, so you need to, one of the things that you can do with transitions is quote verses. Is leading from one uh, song to another, is quoting verses, maybe even incorporating kids to read a verse. It may be something that you put on a screen or you have a kid ready to read in, in, uh, in that, uh, uh, during that time between uh, songs. Uh, use prayer time in your children's worship as a time of transition, going from one way of worship to another. And then um, it's always good. I don't know what it is. I mean, the way music uh, just touches our hearts and our soul, but just having a little bit of instrumental music underlaying your talking, your speaking, that does a lot. That keeps us, I don't know what that does to our human brain, but it keeps us attentive to what's being said. So even if you're, when you're doing your object lesson, if there's some music underlaying that going on, soft, that's engaging, um, then that really helps as well with those transitions, all right? All right, number five, let's see. Here we go. All right, it's coming to you, Angie. All right, one, two, Three. Uh oh. <laughs> Four. Uh oh. And then one more. Five. All right. What does number five say? Program up. All right. Program up. Now, we know that fifth grade boy is probably going to be the one that will not listen, right? So. Anytime that you're planning songs, you're planning worship time, you've got to think about that fifth grade boy. If you think about how to engage the fifth grader, especially the boys, if you can uh, pick music that, will, that they will get, it normally falls into place for the younger students. So you plan songs for that, and a, and a message for that fifth grade boy, it's gonna fall into place for everybody. Now, the type of music that I like to play, if, I'm not, if I don't have a live person uh, coming up to children's worship playing a guitar or whatever, the type of video music, uh, songs that I like to do, I like to hear uh, an adult voice uh, uh, on that song, but 
Then I like to hear kids in the background too. I don't like to hear just totally kids. And I don't like to hear a younger voice. If I use a song, and it's happened several times, if I use a song that has a real girly, kitty voice, I am going to lose my fifth grade boys. They will be back there in the back laughing. So I, yeah. So it's got to sound like what they are hearing on the radio. If they're listening to a Christian radio station, it's got to be kind of close to that, uh, as real as it can be, because uh, that's what's going to engage them for me. That's what I like to like to use. But I do like the sound of having kids in the background, and that's okay, but it can't be too young. So it's kind of a fine line. And we'll talk about resources if you come to the class tomorrow where you can find those things and listen, but uh, it's a fine line. And everybody has their own preference. And, you know, and everybody knows what works with your kids and things like that, but that's what I have to look for. Because if not, I know my fifth grade boys, they'll be laughing in the back and they'll be checked out. So, uh, so that's what that means, to program up. Program up to that fifth grade uh, boy. Target older kids by choosing songs that they would engage in. Uh, let the older kids, uh, let, use your older kids to help teach the younger ones what it looks like to praise the Lord in your worship like we just moved everybody up transitioned everybody up to the next grade well my first graders now they are so even though they do preschool worship it's a different ball game up in grade school worship so now all of our first graders are all like oh my gosh what is this you know and and they're trying to get used to it but I put my fifth graders uh, right I go uh, for the first few weeks is put them every other kid because I want them to help show them how to worship and what it means and to help engage with them and then they use, we use the Bible so they will help them find their place in the Bible when we're reading the scripture and things like that so that helps them uh, get involved and help uh, show them alright alright number six who's got let's do it count it one more time one, two, uh, three, four, five, one more, six. All right, what does number six say? Yeah, have a takeaway. If you're doing a children's worship, and even if it's on Wednesday night when you're doing choir practice or... Uh, and you have a time of, of Bible study and even a time of worship there, have a takeaway. And that means give the kids something to take home because that's going to be uh, a tool that, they, that the parents can use to engage in, that they can use to have a discussion of what they've learned, and it's going to help them relate to them what they, what they did in that event. Uh, anybody do any kind of takeaways from things like that before or some things that y'all might use? We've done things like um, depending on um, what's going on like in the world or something like there, one time there was a hurricane or something and that we did um, 
some Skittles, mm -hmm. and we had different colors, you know, the word, whatever the word we used, and so they got to take that home with a bag of Skittles. Okay. And then their parents thought, oh, and it's real colorful, and mm -hmm. their parents thought, oh, that's neat, and you can share those Skittles with me? You know, and they get to talk about what we yeah. have discussed. Yeah, you know, we good. do some things. So, anything that went along with that lesson, uh, talking points that, that you had, we do now, since we're uh, mirroring the message that our pastors do in, in kids' worship as well, we come up, we've come up with a family card. And so, we do questions that, uh, that the family handed out to the kid and the family when they come pick them up, and they can talk about that message at home and they see if they can stump them and I, we go over the questions right before as we're dismissing with the kids and I say okay go home and stump your parents see if they know this answer see if they listen in worship you know um, but we do a family card and, and if we instruct on them for the family to read the passage again and then to answer those questions you know and they're not really deep questions but it hits the main points of what uh, the kids do. Does anybody else do do something like that that you send home or? Our newsletter once a month. Okay, yeah, that's good. Our church is doing an F three sixty Bible reading. Yeah. As an entire church. Okay. So every family is doing daily Bible reading. Okay. And so our our pastor sermon is from those passages. Right. And we're mirroring his okay. and children. That's good. So they all know what they've talked about in each right. worship service. So everybody's kind of so the same plane. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah. Now, if you're using, uh, like I said, we'll talk more about resources, but if you use any of the Lifeway worship resources, uh, uh, like uh, Worship Style Kids or uh, Bible Studies for Life or even the Gospel Project, uh, now, They've got little cards that you can send home, and it's got like the teaching picture on front and questions on the back, and you can get those. Uh, depending, on, I know those make it expensive for uh, churches and everything, but like you can Xerox the uh, from the worship style kids. They give you take-home sheets that you get permission to. to uh, I say Xerox. I just dated myself, didn't I? That you can copy. And, um, and and send home with your kids. So anything that you can send home, it just gives that conversation. And I know a lot of times we get aggravated because I may see it in the parking lot of the church uh, as I'm leaving. But you know, there's a uh, trying to make that connection with the parents, uh, with kids being in worship and the parents being in their worship, trying to uh, get them to relate that. Uh, that that really helps something to go home with them to help connect, okay? All right, so as we think about uh, from having worship from uh, basic to blended to uh, blown out, I know all of us are in different roles and all of us are in different churches and some of us are just starting going to look at a children's worship. But uh, these principles of making a plan and understanding kids' culture to practicing uh, what you're going to do on Sundays or Wednesdays, working on some transitions and programming up and having a takeaway, those things will help us have a successful kids program. Now, all of this you may not be able to do. This may be totally overwhelming, you know, to, because what we're, what we're limited to is uh, volunteers. A lot of times that we're limited to is budget. 
uh, a lot of times, you know, we are limited to the space that we have at our church. So working within all that, those dynamics, if you can take one or two of these things or even, you know, one or two from each point to try to implement, that's going to help you to have uh, a better children's worship experience. Because the main point is, you know, we want to point them to Christ. We want to point them to Jesus. We want them to worship the one true God. So by you even being here and wanting to uh, help kids worship, that already says a lot that you're, you, you're, you're doing it for the right reason. But each week, whether it's on Sunday or Wednesday, we need to be pointing them to Jesus through worship. And whatever worship looks like for your church, your church, your church, your church, uh, it's all, we're all doing the same thing. We're pointing them to Jesus and sharing biblical truth with them. All right. Anybody have anything to add that? I would like maybe, to say yeah. about the um, program up. Yeah. This thing that we're talking about today is very important because in the very beginning, I didn't know any of that. And it was very frustrating. But there was nobody else who was going to do the work. You know, and the kids would just be, oh, well, this is just how it's going to be. So um, that really makes a difference, even if you use a few of those, like I said. But like the program up, you know, it's hard for me a lot of times. I don't know what kids were going to receive at mm-hmm. camp. Right. So, I mean, I really encourage you guys to pray about it because this past year I really prayed about it. And I put a playlist together. And I did a lot of superhero stuff because there was so much like Avengers, so much mm-hmm. stuff in the movies, that you know, about heroes. Year, yeah. And I had a 13-year-old boy that came to me at camp and said, Miss J, I love the playlist this year. And mm-hmm. he was up there. And those little kids, when they see the older kids up there, they get really into it. I mean, mm-hmm. they, you know, when you got older kids that are just too cool, and some of those little kids are like, well, then, I'm, you know, maybe I'm too cool too, you know. But when you have everybody involved like that, they come up and they all will worship and it's really phenomenal when you have total worship in a room with kids it's really it's phenomenal right yeah but yeah those, that is awesome and that, and that and that is something that I've had to learn over time I mean I didn't I didn't put that together until later later on in my ministry and uh, I mean I actually heard that talk from Jeff Slaughter and I, when he said that I was like you are so right. You're so right. That fifth grade boy, if we can get that fifth grade boy to sing, to read scripture, to pay attention, then everything kind of falls into its own place. So, yeah. Anything else? Anybody have something come to mind that would help help us or any ideas? If you didn't get, uh, if you want to come take pictures of these posters here, what everybody wrote, that, that might help you get some ideas. You can take a snapshot of that and uh, use it for reference as you go along. And, uh, and uh, if you have any other questions while you're here at the conference, come ask me. And if I can help you after the conference, I love talking kids ministry, worship ministry, uh, for kids, uh, so feel free to give me a call. Like I said, I'm at uh, First Baptist Church in Douglasville, and I'm uh, Scott Patrick. I can give you my phone number um, if you want that. So, But let me pray for us as we depart this evening. God, we thank you so much for this evening. Thank you for this conference, and thank you for the insights that you're giving us here this weekend, Father. Lord, I thank you for these uh, leaders who love you and love uh, uh, love kids and love leaving uh leading them in worship and teaching them music and 
teaching them what it means to worship you, Father. Lord, I just pray for them and their churches as we all begin new uh, years in uh, church ministry, that you would just give them strength, give them insight, and just encouragement to, to pursue you and to help uh, lead these kids in worship. We thank you, and we give you all the honor, glory, and praise in your name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you all for being here. Thank you. All righty.